Today is, uh, what is today? Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. <clears throat> I went to bed past 3 a.m. <clears throat> last night because I was <clears throat> mindlessly watching. You can still hear the remnants of COVID. <clears throat> mindlessly watching, uh, uh, like, Dumb videos on YouTube, especially like fights and argument videos, and and these like motorcycle versus road rage driver videos. It's really not a good rabbit hole to go down. And then of course, because I spent so much time without self-control in that whole down that rabbit hole I was exhausting myself and by the end I started looking up arousing and tempting videos on YouTube I didn't go to anything explicit or any explicit websites but the heart was still there and my heart was still seeking out some kind of stimulation in that area and I kind of fanned the flames of my indulgence and so I acted out um, I acted out in that manner I'm I mean I am happy that I didn't turn to porn or anything explicit so that's it's good in that sense but I also didn't control myself in, in another sense. And I think it really comes down to really how much are you controlling yourself or how much am I letting my myself control me? The lesser parts of me control me. How much am I controlling the lesser parts and how much are they controlling me? So at that point, it's not even about porn. It's about like cohesion as a whole human being like am I fragmented and am I letting those parts of me take over my my true self or do I have the parts of my being in check so at that point it's not even about porn it's about something deeper so it was a lost lost battle in that sense but I am happy I didn't go to anything explicit and yeah so that was my Tuesday night <clears throat> it was also freezing yesterday with the wind chill it was like minus 20 or minus 19 or something like that in the greater Toronto area so I did not uh, go outside I plan to go out for a walk today today's much better. I think it's minus three or something right now. And um, <clears throat> I think I'm also afraid. So I've been using eHarmony and I've been having a decent conversation with this one person. But I find myself not willing to kind of continue the 
the conversation and like even being afraid to look at the messages now. I don't know if it's because I'm afraid of commitment because I've never been in a relationship. And so maybe it's that I see that this is potentially going somewhere. And it's almost like that Peter Pan syndrome I think that Jordan Peterson talks about. Like, if I stay Peter Pan, I still have lots of, like, like the, the man who refuses to grow, the, poor, the boy who refuses to grow up is like Peter Pan. In the sense that uh, he stays in Neverland with the kids and he's full of potential. That's what the children symbolize, the, the fullness of potentiality. But, but the issue with that is that's never actualized into something um, and they never mature. So I feel like I'm kind of like Peter Pan right now in that if I, if I don't take any action and go further with this potential relationship then I have the whole world open in front of me and all the potential potentially <clears throat> better or more appealing women out there and then if I like choose to commit to this one thing then I'll lose all those choices and but of course the issue is the the notion of oh i have so many more better choices out there that could very well be an illusion a very deceptive illusion in itself and maybe the thing i have right now is the best thing i have so unless i time warp into the future and see what other potential mates are out there I have no idea if uh, there are better th things out there if I choose that route so I think I'm afraid of commitment because I'm 29 year old <coughs> 29 years old and I've never been in a relationship so don't think that's so uncommon I have a buddy he's 29 he had he's never been in a relationship my aunt was, is like a 60-year-old virgin. She she chose that life to take care of my grandmother and to live with her. Um, I think this is just a mainstream narrative that, that places the notion that, oh, virgins are some, like, weird minority. I think we are actually the majority. But uh, there's some kind of there's a reason why there's a push the push for like oh everyone's not a virgin and everyone's sleeping around that's very much not the case and whether or not someone has whether or not your your cojones has been inside another person uh really makes no determination of whether you are a uh, a human being or not it's funny how we perceive that oh if you have this person's junk inside your junk 
for a few minutes, then you are on another plane of existence. Yeah, in a sense, yeah, I can guess. I guess I can see how that is. But in another sense, not really. Well, yeah. Feel free to disagree. Like if you've had your junk in a lady for 60 seconds, does that really alter your existence from a guy who has not slept with another person? Eh, questionable. And another thing is, I think my my whole history of uh, delving into like porn addiction and stuff, I think that's warped my sense, my expectations. I think that's another thing that's holding me back. Because I only have a preference, I think, for white chicks, primarily. And whether porn contributed to that, or whether my childhood, where I grew up, contributed to that, uh, I don't know, but I'm sure that indulging in that bad habit did, did contribute to that. And so... It doesn't help when you're you're clouded by kind of images of oh how does this person stack up to what I've seen in fake land fake pixels on the screen fake intimacy land uh, that's another good deterrent to stop that behavior even like the behavior of just indulging in images in my mind and acting out even if I don't physically search up any videos but if I'm indulging those pictures in my mind it's basically the same thing I'm like wiring those neural network connections to get myself off to those certain images in my head whether those images are in my head or they're on a screen in front of me, uh, that doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm deepening those neural connections. So, I guess I have to make new neural connections. And uh, I started picking up my guitar again. So I hope that helps in, a, in some way in forming new neural connections. Because I don't think it's enough just to stop doing something, like, I have to start doing something better. It's like eating junk food, like, you, you can't just stop eating junk food and fast food and then starve. If I just focus on stopping, like, Chicken McNuggets and Big Macs, uh, well, for one thing, that's the only thing my mind's gonna be on, so I'm gonna crave Big Macs and McNuggets even more. If I don't have some healthier substitute. Whereas if I put my focus on eating good food, then the memories of Big Macs will fade away. And my tastes will be altered. So that's a very good parallel analogy. Fast food and porn essentially the same thing because they appeal to my need for instant gratification 
my perceived need for instant gratification. And except Big Macs and McDonald's are not as anonymous as stuff on the internet. And there's no drive-through for porn. There's no drive-through window. Hello, welcome to Pornhub. Uh, that'll be $9.99. Pull up to the next window, please. The next window is actually the window on your computer. Is a new tab. Pull up to the new tab, please, and turn on incognito mode. Would you like some ketchup with your new tab? No, because I don't have a ketchup fetish. So the key, I guess, is replacing the new, replacing the old with the new. But the problem, the long-term problem with indulging in like online crap and images like that is that it decreases your desire for the good. Has anyone else noticed that? It's not just that, oh, you want the crap more and more. It's also that you want the good less and less, or you have less motivation to pursue the good. That's the damning thing. It would be one thing if it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're into... It, it, it would be one thing if it warps your mind and it's like, oh, okay, now I'm into weird fetishes and bondage type shit. And my desire for that is growing. It's another thing to see your desire for good things dissipate over time. It's like indulging in the bad robs you of robs your bank of energy for anything good. That's the scary thing. It warps what you see as it warps your motivations too. And anyone who's been entangled with this uh, can probably attest to that. So I guess the positive note is that the opposite also happens. If I indulge in the good, then the desire for the bad will wane and weaken over time. So the question is what, what good am I willing to chase and pursue consistently um, to allow that to happen. Uh, so, I guess walking is one of them. Being outdoors. Listening to good music. Rewiring the brain. So, I'm going to continue doing that. Anyways, just wanted to get today's recording in. And keep some kind of consistency. Okay. Peace out. My brothers. Reject the bad. Cling to the good.